0: How did you have the, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, I know this is a, a negative sort of Glaswegian term, but I'm, I mean that's in a positive way, but how did you have the neck to stand up to a major record label? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know people, I know guys that have been in bands that have been signed to major record labels, and it's no went the way that they've wanted, and when I hear their stories, it's always been they've took too much advice after a you know, they've took too much advice after management. It sounds to me like you've been really true to yourself and you've been like, nah, fuck you, I want what I want, I've got a vision and I'm going to honour it, which is something that I don't imagine very many people coming for East End of Glasgow would have the balls to really do that and stone up to like these people that are ultimately
1: especially in charge of millions
0: and millions of, your, of
1: pounds, you know what
2: I mean? Especially out your element, in a different country, away from him. you know, all these things in the mix as well, you know what I mean? I know, uh, do
1: you know what, but, I probably sound stronger than maybe I, I, it's true of the things that I'm saying, but I think that there's been times in my life I've been uncertain of it's, like, Maybe things, and I've been a bit more shy, or I would not really. I, but I think it was just because it was just the the idea is telling me, James, don't fucking do that. You can't do it. It's the is telling me, and so clearly this is the this is a walk to the song. It's like getting an envelope through the poster well, something, you open it and it's a song. It never felt like I was writing a song Or what it all would feel like was that you get into hear like some kind of weird uh, hypnotic kind of for twenty minutes and then you look and there's ink on the paper and you're like, Whoa, what happened there? You don't really feel that like you've wrote the thing or had the eye. It's just it's almost as like somebody's just telling you. And if I didn't have that as strong, that feeling, uh Like, this is the way it's meant to be. Then, if I was uncertain, I think it's just human nature, you would probably be a bit more just unsure of where to to go. And I think everybody would probably be maybe making their own choices then, but because it was just um, so loud in my ear, this is not meant to be like that, it's meant to be like this. When it comes to the artwork or the music or whatever, then. And everybody, normally people run about me, have been. this it's a few things. It's probably the same thing I've talked about with my ma saying, Don't get the job. Right? If you if you rewind back a bit, right, my ma's if my ma would have been like, Well, no, maybe you should get the job because maybe it's like, who knows, maybe you don't maybe i are no developer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to later i will be sitting with the label and I'd be saying, Maybe they do know what they're talking about, maybe I shouldn't. Bad didn't they I had, um, I had a different kind of, even with my stepdad and all that, it's like, he was, uh, he was quite embarrassing at times to go be ask, because he would just be like, you know what, a Saturday morning at the football, he'd be like, James, at half time, that's my stepdad, he'd just be like, James, get the, what you did tell them you want the ball, tell them to give you the fucking ball, you're better than them, you're better than them. And I'd be so embarrassed, man. And all the other dads would be standing there with their boys. Like, Who the fuck's he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> and my, and my you're step, allowed to I think that you're not supposed step, to say that. Be like, he'd be like, don't look with your shoulders hunched like that. Fucking get your chest up, man. He'd just, you know what I mean? He'd just be he, he he's still, you know, he's still like, he texted me last night, texted me last night during the, uh, the Champions League final. I used to be playing for one of them. You you you'd have been in that team. Um, just probably, he's never he's still pure, do you know what I mean? So it's 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 they thing's probably there. but I, I guess I, I try and you know, but like I try and listen to other people, especially as I'm getting a bit older. I I'm trying to and try and understand somebody else's point of view and they'll just be try and listen to what other people are telling me and then try and understand what they're coming through and, and, and I think back in the day I was a wee bit more out of control and just a bit more like I would, I would only know, I would maybe only know how to um, maybe be a wee bit more aggressive I think which I never really felt that good about, you know what I mean if I was a bit more like you know what I mean, my market have done better than all that After that I always feel, feel sorry for, do you know what I mean, for said stuff like that so mm-hmm. So I think that there's maybe a way where it can be a wee bit of a badge, you know what I mean? Where you can listen, but you can still sort of uh, try and, like, you kind know, of, a bit more gently get your point across as well, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, man, and that's all part of growing older. Um, uh, I'd read somewhere that McGee was involved in the early stages of the band. Um, what type of character was he to deal with? Especially, like, I mean, I'd, I'd read a story about him and Carol Bratfy Libertines, coming to see he's playing Tuts, and... I was thinking that is every indie band's dream is for Alan McGee to be in the crowd at King Tut's and see their band playing because of the Oasis thing and that is the, I mean that's why people go to Tut's I mean do they get I mean it's a great event it's a fantastic fucking venue with uh-huh. a great sound system but everybody flops to Tut's because of that story um, but. What kind of characters is he? I've seen the Upside Down, like the story, uh, uh, the documentary, uh, uh, Creation Records, and he just seemed like an absolute maniac, but um, what was your experiences with him?
1: He's, um, he's like, he's a big, um, he's got a heart of gold, trust her. That's one of the biggest things that I love about him, right? Um He's funny, hilarious. So yes, he's, he's, he's really, um he's he can be quite um it can be quite surprising the way that he'll look at something. You know I remember like I've played a gig before that I thought was great. And then after it he'd be like, I'm, 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 it's I was was alright. And I'd be like, I see no And then but other things I just thought it was up business. You know, I didn't think he would have really have thought it in there. and he's just he's been blown away by it. he's kinda he's, got his own Frequency, where he'll sort of um, be drawn towards a certain thing and it won't be all the time, it's quite unexpected, you know what I mean? Which, which for the bands that he'd signed, it's not like everybody was trying to sign the bands, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not so that I was, that was his own sort of, uh, you know what I mean? It's like maybe I never expected it to go the way it went, but who, who, who can fully say this is like. The thing has is how high it's going to go, but there had to be some kind of belief that to, like, to put the money behind the thing, and, and and it's not like as I say, it's not what other people were like uh, or Russian, like kind of. It wasn't like he was sort of a like, part of a crew that was trying to sign the same uh, band or whatever. But um, he's, he's 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 a he's a dead, he's, he's a he's a beautiful guy, so he is, really is. And I think the early years I've got to you know Mel, Mel, even though I'm getting to you know. Mel, Mel, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. um, he's kind of like my uncle or something. You know what I mean? Kind of feels like my uncle.
0: I, what, a, what? a fucking uncle that would be to have, mate. Fucking hell, uh-huh. man! Like, but I, 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 agree with you, man. Like, I think, like, when you hear the story, i um, seeing Oasis, and he's like, I just heard that, heard that that lyric. Um, if we bring it on down and he's like that one lyric I was just pure wait a minute I might sign this mob and then by the time they play Columbia he's like I'm fucking signing them and it's that but that's, that, that's similar to something that you spoke about earlier on where you were like I would, I would like this one chord change and sometimes it's these wee things that you just see something and you just see something in somebody or you just hear this one wee tiny wee thing and you, you hear greatness and then other people are standing there going, I don't hear what you're hearing. And that's mm-hmm. something that I really admire about Alan McGee is, is that he's never went for the easy option when it comes to a band anyway, for fuck's sake. Like, he's definitely uh-huh. never went for the easy option. But he's, he seems like such a down-to-earth guy for somebody that has been a kingmaker at one point in time. Do you know what I mean? He yeah, uh,
1: And sometimes it's even to the point where I'm just like, if I was in his position, I don't know if I would be his, I don't know. this. I don't know if I would like to think I would be, but I don't know if I would be that, like, I don't know if it would mess me up, now. you know, I don't know, but he's, I, I love his, his, his kindness, that's that's the thing that would always you kind know, of draw me back, kind of thing, and he's it's, it's hilarious, like, aye, but um, I was talking to him the other day, actually, but he's, uh, he's got a new movie coming out, and all that, like, I
3: mm-hmm. mean,
1: about, uh, about his life, kind of thing, well, as much as a movie can be a bit of person, it's like two years long or something, but um Did they not
0: get like fucking
1: Danny Boyle to direct or something? there
0: some something crazy happening with Alan McGee's
1: autobiography? I, I, but, it's, I but Danny Boyle's uh, and he's amazing, isn't he? Danny Boyle's Oh fie. I mean it's you know. That you would be be not really, like, you know it's gotta be at, at a level, it's just it's gonna be good to a level. It's absolutely. Like, how good it's got to be when a guy like that, so then Oven Welsh wrote the thing. You know what I mean?
0: Oven Welsh is amazing as well. Because so Oven um, wrote the, the screenplay or whatever I, so the. Holy I, fucking shit, man! Wow. Well, that will just be like. I mean, it's going to be a success just based off the the fact that yeah. you two are involved in it, like. But I, that story's going to be incredible. I mean, coming Feastful Bride and then fucking absolutely just ramming the music industry in the nineties, man. Like. Uh, Look
2: forward uh, to that, man. Um, I mean, so it changed are, everything. I was going to say, yeah, like, definitely. as you were saying, like, you know, when you look back on it and think to yourself, for the guy that, uh, you know, found and signed Oasis, created a new mainstream, so when you were saying, oh, he's quite, you know, niche taste and stuff like that, like it doesn't seems a bit of an odd thing to say about the guy. But then when you think about what the music scene was before him, I mean, we were still listening to bloody Kyle Minogue and like shit dance music. You know what I mean? Like literally, pretty much overnight. Change the entire thing with one band.
1: Scottish guys, if you think about my childhood, my childhood, if I think to my childhood, it's Danny Boyle, Orton Welsh, and Alan McGee probably a, a part of what my clearest uh, memories would be in my childhood. My childhood is not, like it's not even a band, really. If I think about my childhood in one song, it would probably be like uh, Underworld, Born Slippy, mm-hmm. for the movie transporting. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because at that time, and then Louis like, Allen was doing what's the things with Oasis at the time, and transporting came out with Urban Welsh wrote that, didn't he? And it's Danny yeah. Ball, aye. So I guess with A three, that's kind of like, that's the clearest sort of a impact or the biggest impact or something that's had on. Like you know, you you walk past a show the shop and the radio's on, and a motor goes past some and it's something for that but either Oasis or it's that either Long
0: Slippy or something like that Aye for sure if you think back to that time there's probably we'll go through the sort of three degrees of separation between the three of them they probably had that's, their hand or their influence on everything at that point in time That's, that's,
1: that's you say that much better than what
0: I was trying to say That's
1: the two years of podcasting coming out
0: there So the album it goes in at number two in the UK charts and I think like for a not even just a band for Glasgow, but for a, an indie band at the time, you get beat to number one by Metallica. Like, it, it's an incredible achievement. I listened back to the debut twice yesterday, and I don't know how much you've listened to it, but that fucking thing is as fresh as the day it came out, like, there are certain, <laughs> There are certain things that I listen back to. One of them's definitely maybe. One's Nirvana's Nevermind. There's a couple others in there, but there's certain albums that don't date. And they just seem timeless. And honestly, I'm not even just saying this because you're on my podcast. That album is fucking timeless, man. Like, see when Geraldine came on, I get shivers like the fucking first time I heard that. It was like that hook and and the chorus, and I was thinking, takes so long for that hook to come in, and I fucking love that about that song. Like, it, I man, like the success.
1: No, I, no, I don't like it about these podcasts. These podcasts with the video when you're saying things like that, and then everybody can see my big like, fucking goofy smile. <laughs> and I like, And I'm trying to be like, throwing. I'm like,
0: I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: inside, inside me, I'm just like giggling, like a wee, you know what I mean? And I'm just thinking, I'm so sure lucky, man. Like, so lucky. And and and, I, and you're right. And I, the way that I, when I hear and when I hear the thing back, then I, I don't think about it as like songs that I've wrote. I've just think about it as like it was something that I've been a part. like I've been involved with. I've been a part of the thing. And um, it's like uh, it's like having a bunch of wee cats and dogs, little wee pets. I always say, and it's like someday, like it's basically like somebody in the park, and they look at your dog, and you're like, "Oh, it's a gorgeous wee thing." And how you feel about it? You don't hang, you. You don't hang. Oh, I'm wonderful at it. You don't hang that because it's not really good. You know what I mean? It's just like a wee kind of. So, but that and I, and I I would always I'd always love that because it's like. Everybody would want their pets to be loved, you know what I mean? Maybe it's would like to take their, t- their, their dog to the park t- and somebody like look like at it and be like, fucking, that ugly mutt. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe he wants that. I've that never seemed, heard somebody
0: yeah. make that analogy that their songs or their, their albums are like their pets, man. Like, uh, yeah. like their kids, yeah. their kids, maybe. Yeah. Like, but that's <laughs> such a humble way of looking at it, man. That's really humble to, to detach yourself from it and know think that it's part of you, it's something that you've put out there and you've let go and it and it getting has got its, it's well, same story. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's nice that
1: you say it's humble because I throw the same thing to my sister and she says, James, that's called not taking responsibility. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Detaching so what story you're story. saying is,
1: James, you're painting this to be like a nice thing. But then you're just saying, Well, the song just happened and all that That's not taking responsibility, that's what that is. So you've said that a lot better. I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna to get to help to watch this
2: back, and yeah, we did this. Dan, take some After notes, then, you know, Remember the time you were playing some, and I see you touched on it with Wembley, like some mammoth gigs with some absolutely huge bands, like say, Barfly, and Tuts and Sleazies, like to to that type of platform, like what, what's your kind of like overall or your overriding sort of memories of the experience. Um, sometimes with this
1: but a wee bit, maybe confusing, sometimes it would be like that, sometimes it would be a bit, and you're just, a lot of times it would, like we told America and all that, and we were playing like Seattle on a Tuesday night, and in the audience, like, their audiences weren't um, a lot of the time, like, jumping about, they were just on, like really still, and I would just be like, I wonder, like odds. Like you know, sometimes you get lost in the thing, so you're not really that aware if anybody's enjoying it. I never really just, you can pick out people in the audience or whatever, but, but then that the odd thought would jump into your head. I wonder if anybody's like, enjoying it. And then when you think that, then you get to the end of the gig and everybody would just be like going crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, applauding like it was just some mad, and I was just like I wasn't expecting that you know what I mean like it's kind of surprising um but I, I think that when we done say can I just take a couple of guys I mean we, we done like say a few gigs with used two and um I remember like it was just like this stage that was in the middle of the stadium or some and it was like there was no back to the stage and I, right. I, I hate open doors in the house. Right, it's because I was brought up with my mate and Aunt James. Shut the door. Well, right? no so I hate open doors. No right, no so when I walked on the stage we never sound checked it, and so the first gig was in Ireland, I think. And we walked on in a stadium, and it was just like, I hate this, isn't na- I've never sound checked. You basically go to walk on and play, and it's like, doesn't uh, it's not even that there's a door. There's, there's no door. There's no back to the stage or nothing. It's just you're like, stuck out in the middle of the. You know what I mean? And I was like, I, I don't, I don't like that. You know what I mean? You feel that tiny wee ant because you're like, You can see people with Brazil flags and all that. Like that, this like Brazil flags. All just people waving like that in the background. feel like tiny wee things because it's just as far <laughs> as your eye can see. Like just people. And then um, and then the next gig was at Wembley still at, at you turn around and you see yourself on a screen that's about 200 feet tall man you know what I mean it's pure like right going right up your nose you know what I mean right into your fucking right into your pure and you're just like that's just bizarre and I picked up there was a Sun team on the stage and I thought it was the other band that played with Uh, I thought oh they've left their Sun team. I don't know what to do because I don't know if my performance is going to be that's just, psychologically that's what I was probably thinking. I don't think, I, I'm only going to be able to sing a couple of tunes, but I don't really know what to do. So it's like, I picked up the sun cream, and I started like, uh, putting the sun cream in, and I'm after the like, something on it, doing my, my trousers. And, uh, and, and then, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and then after the gig, one of U2's uh, crew came up to us and was like, um, that's Bono's sun cream. I was like, all right, fuck. <laughs> you know I mean? Fucking yes. Still bonus
0: sun cream, man. Brilliant. It's not like you can't afford another bottle of fucking sun cream,
1: but fucking Only, hell, only I, but only I'm stupid enough, but I didn't have the common sense to be like, it's, it must be bonus. I, I thought it's probably the band who was on the bill. What band takes sun cream on the stage, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> aye, you too. gonna <laughs> be so. You too, aye. But my, my my logic was it must be the bands that was playing before is ICO. Um, what's
0: it like playing with bands like that? Like what's it like meeting people like Liam and No Gallagher or you two, like Bono and Edge? Like do you just do you feel like they are just normal people or do you get this like holy fucking shit like that's fucking Bono
1: spawning in front of me or whatever? Uh it was it is a bit like uh I think a party is probably you're seeing people for just being people, so a is not really thinking along your lines, but, um, but maybe then the odd time you, you're hurt with reality, like the times that you've been moved by the music and other things over the years. You know, I remember being younger and you two were playing in Celtic Park and, that, and hearing that echo through like, a distance, you know, that, that sound when it's coming through, like and I was outside the stadium kicking a ball a bit. So then when you two were soundchecking in Ireland and I was, I went out of one before the gig. I was running in the stadium I could hear the music the same way and it just you know, took me right back to Domarnock, you know what I mean? took me right back. I was like, it was, you know when you smell something and it's just like, Aye. so it was one of these old U2 songs that I've got and I'm just like, fuck what decade is this man? Where am I? Who am I? How did I get with my day? How am I playing with that? But then, but, the, to be honest with you, I think that them being so sweet, same thing I was talking about Fergie and all that. It's like certain people that we know and Liam, I'm very in touch with Noel. You know what I mean? I'd send all a text or whatever that and I, I no with Liam, I don't, I'm never in touch, but Liam was this, they're sweethearts. They're, they, I mean really, and I I mean sweethearts in a way that it makes me think that I, I wish I was, Better. I wish I was a wee bit. Makes you think. I wish I was a bit kinder. I wish I would go out my way a wee bit, but the way they do. You know what I mean? Which is probably not mm-hmm. really the thing. When you don't know people, you don't really know these things. You know what I mean? Like the first night. First night was in Munich with the Oasis, and Liam was like, "It um, was pitch black at the side of the stage. It's a Tuesday night in Munich or something." He's done it. He's been there. Done it before. You know what I mean? And. Even at this point, we've done it, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, you know what I mean? We've played yeah. Munich and all that, so it's like Tuesday night in Munich or something. And with this guy stunning. it was like, really that pitch black, you couldn't make out who it was. It was stunning. like, of course. Got we ready to walk on stage and I was like, ah, what's that guy there? And I was like, ah, it's Liam. I was like, ah, all right. I was, I shouted to I was like, Liam, you all right? And he was like, aye, aye. I was like, what are you doing? He was just dawning like pitch black, you know what I mean? Based uh, And he's like, oh, I'm just making sure you're all right. You're on stage and all that, I'm just making sure you're all right. You know what I mean? That was just flip. So a uh, five minute walk through the dressing room to the, what the fuck would they be, but why would they care? And he was yeah. like that, that's the, way, but that's the way he was. And I was thinking, fuck, I don't do that for the bands that support us. You know what I mean? I'm normally like, oh, I've got a be fucking shit, having a hair, and all that." You know what I mean? By with other bands, fucking carrying their gear and all that, and it's like, so it does make you think, oh, that—that's how you treat people. That's what you do. That's the right way mm. right to do it. So it's like, if I could say it about Oasis, it's like you know how to set a good example, which is probably not what you'd expect to hear. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Man, you too, you too, all the same. It's like fucking. I went mm. to see them in Stockholm. It was my birthday, so my sister had. I said, "Can't like to go and see you too." They're playing. And my sister's like, I'll organise the kind of thing. So when you get to the stadium, you used to phone the lassie that works with you too. And I was thinking, all right, I just thought you'd just go in to the guest list, you'll go in. So I phoned this lassie, she came down to get us. And then then before they had to cancel the gig, halfway through because somebody brought in a gun or something like that to the gig. Fuck's sake so, so you know what I mean, and then like, fuck this, somebody got to get back on again And night, you know what I mean, it's like, no, I never mind that, you know what I mean, it's James, James's birthday, you know what I mean, but, so I went into the, the thing with the lassie and it took me through these wee corridors and then she pulled this curtain back, It was all these candles that were everywhere, and, like, all this champagne that was everywhere, I was just like, what's this, and she was like, is your room, it's your birthday, wow and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck this, man. Right, like, cool. So I sat down on the couch, the sweet couch, like, hmm, this is good. And champagne or something like that. And she was like, I'll get you a set of this nah. and that. So, and then, and then, He popped back, it's Bono. he's like, I've got you a cake. And then Bono walks in with this, uh, before the gig, you like, this bottle of whiskey and this big wooden thing. he's like, he says, and it, when he gave me it, I was just looking at it, and I was that confused, because I was like, that's oh, not a cake, and I was purely confused about that, I'm I have no promise, <laughs> if, if you say to me, there's a cake, and it's a bottle of whiskey, I'll be purely confused, and look at it, like, it's not a cake, <laughs> and, and then the edge walks in, it's like, happy birthday, and Larry walks in, Adam walks in, you know what I mean, I they're think sitting. they're like They'll on, on stage, they're going on stage, right, and they're just sitting about, like, right, just like, all my way, and, so I'm just like, I don't do that, I don't, I would never think I'd do like that, right? So then at the band go on stage, I'm just on there with a bottle of whiskey, like, fucking stadium people, mad sure and all that. And then this last year walks up, that me on the shoulder, she's like, you James Allen? I says, aye. She says, can I take the bottle back um, to the, she says, "I it. and he signed it. So, when Adam was walking on stage, he turned around and he said, Go on and get the bottle of whiskey back because I've no signed James's bottle of whiskey. You know what I mean? So, they've just walked mm-hmm. on stage. I've walked to it, they've walked on stage. The lassies came and found me. We'll bring the, we'll get a guy to bring it to your house tomorrow in Stockholm. Next day, a guy turns up in a black water bike. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking bottle of whiskey <laughs> it's like mad machine it's like the u2 machine Aye, man. but do you think like that when you're playing in front of like thousands of people, uh-huh. people and he's just you know, he's just like oh the bottle of whiskey
0: that's incredible man I mean like uh, you said that is the complete polar opposite of what you think to expect for people like that that are hitting yeah. these heights making that money and they think that they've get that level of consideration, man. I mean, it's testament to why they're still active and why people are still so interested in them. And it's just, it comes down to they're just good people. Do you know what I mean? And I, know. That's, I know. That's a fucking I great story,
1: I man. I, just, I, just, I sent no, a text. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Because I, I like to tell people these things because, like it's nice and it's like, I don't, I don't, I know nobody care about what people think of that. But it's like, but it's like, uh, he, I was like, I sent him a forty, of my trainers, so it was like, my man got a pair of this for my Christmas. So I sent him my forty. of these and I was like, check these, these are fucking amazing, these things. Man. <laughs> right? These Adidas gazelles, all black. And
3: he's
1: <laughs> just, look the size of you, oh, like. And I, I was like, size, size nine. And he's like, I think mean, he said something. I'm like, "What is that a 43? I was like, I'm not fucking know. You're for Manchester, I'm for Glasgow. We, we deal with UK size, man. I know fucking European <laughs> <studies>. <laughs> whatever. And so I was like, I I think uh fuck. I don't know what that is anyway but um and then next thing I know in the post it's like, you know, that like, para Adidas and my size. You know what I mean? Opening it up and I'm like, fuck, these are amazing. Just like that's what he's like.
0: Are we old Gallagher? That's fucking brilliant, man. It's, that's it, They get painted a certain way, and in, even in like the media and stuff. And I it's so so cool to hear stories about people that have been like your heroes growing up, and they're fucking sending <laughs> sending people to, trainers in the post. You know what I mean? Replying
1: to your text messages, it's fucking brilliant. It's hilarious in the way that he's so he's just pure, like even if it's no, I think that like, from the talking If I see something, you know, talking or whatever, then he just cracks me up, but. Like, He's yeah. hilarious, man, but it was like, you know, like, I mean, to give you an example of what he's like, and that's how you can get that right into the stick room, right? So I went down one night my, myself to see him playing in Stockholm, right? So he's playing in Stockholm, and I was like, oh, um, I'm here. Uh, so cool if I come down that. He's like, aye, cool. Of course, man, come down. So I'm doing the gig, I'm stoning and it's in this fairground kind of big place, right? I'm stoning there myself, man, and it's like, He's like, Oh, this is my pal James, uh, he's moved here for, for Glasgow and this is Champagne Supernova. He plays a song I'm still in there, man. Like, oh, this is mental man, this is like you know what I mean? This is how I get into a band. This is this is, I, this I, is what I was listening to when I didn't like to go into training and it seemed like about to hear Pluto, miles away, this was like this was like it's mental. So then He's played the song, and it was one of the guys in the crowd, one of these, like, you know, European, like, uh, nice mm. floppy hair, like, nice guy, was shouting, kept shouting for certain songs. And no turned and he was just like, so after he could have dedicated the song to me, and no turned around, this guy he was just like, um, he says, You fucking buy the t shirts, I pick the songs, alright? And the guy was just <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just get this love man with this guy but he it was just hilarious it's his sense of humour as well Aye, yeah absolutely I mean, only in all, all could this guy that pure adores him and he keeps shouting for the songs and it just bugs him he's like you shut
0: the fuck up shut, shut the fuck up <laughs> just as time's getting on mate like I'm loving hearing these stories and it's, it's incredible but I just want to yeah. move on to the second album and just so that we can we're not using up too much of your time mate like sure. um, what type of pr- did you feel like I mean, the second album feels like a mountain to a lot of people. Some people get it right, some people don't. Um, Did you feel like a lot of pressure after the success of your debut having to produce a second album? And did you like, what was your process like? Was it the same as the first time? Did you just try and replicate it or did you just let it flow like you were talking
1: about? I I just, it was the same. You know what I mean? Um, This thing is that I've always... Every song I've ever done, it's just tough to a lot of pressure. There's pressure, like just to get it to a place that is, is is true to the way I imagined it could have been before. You know what I mean? And it, it's no easy, I don't think, to get it to that to that point. Um, it's never been easy, none of the songs. You know what I mean? But but there's always really good memories attached to uh, making the songs. Um, and it was the same with that one. It was just a lot of mad, but quite hard mad memories as attached to all the songs. Um, aye, but no, I mean, a part of it was to be honest. with you, a part of it, but I was probably just quite excited to. It didn't really feel like the second album, really, because we re- recorded that Christmas thing. Oh, the it, EP.
0: Uh huh.
1: And that was like six songs. So that was after the album came out. So it was basically like, you know, I remember like going to like when we first toured in America. Um, I'd missed my visa appointment to go to, to, to America. So the band went to America. I'd been up like with Carol one night and uh, and I'd missed this appointment. The band went to Nottingham. I was still in London, locked my book with a t-shirt on, pure freezing and uh, it was just like uh, mad so I missed that so then they went to America so then when I was getting a flight out myself then that's when I'd maybe wrote some of the Christmas album songs on the flight so it was kind of like trying to like it was always kind of like that anyhow it wasn't like um, having all well, that time to do the first album and then um, I mean because I think even when we signed a record deal I think we had maybe like seven of the songs on the album but maybe another three weren't they written yet right so then it was like alright I better write it it was kind of it was always kind of no rushed, but it was always kind of like right need to get these songs even if they're no written kind of thing and I never I was just was quite excited by it I was never feeling like oh fuck I don't know what to write here but I was always relieved as well when it did when it did happen because I knew that there's never any guarantees kind of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but I just enjoyed probably just uh, being, sort of being a dreamer and just sort of making up making up uh, songs I mean the stuff I was talking to you about earlier on with the electricity and all that that wasn't that long before that so if somebody was to say how do you feel about the pressure at? probably really wasn't it it's probably it is pressure because there's the expectation and there's a different kind of and you did quite get like used to those people depending on this thing, but it really wasn't that long before it either. But it was like, you know, it was a lot worse can hang out the harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know? Do you think that pressure that we were talking about is what is ultimately the pitfall for people when they try and get to that second album? Um, again, I've had mates that sort have of recorded second and third albums, and sometimes they try and it's almost like they
1: they try and make something that they think that people want to hear Uh, because they've got a fan base. That's, 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 that's because it's, it's impossible to do it because it's like, I mean, there's been so many things that I've thought was amazing, right? It was so good. We we things that I've maybe recorded or done in the past and I've let somebody else hear it and maybe they don't, they they like a, a different song that I wrote that I don't really think that much, eh? Yeah, everybody's got different sort of, so how the fuck could you tailor some mute song for for a lot of people? Because, I, 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 be really, and it, I think there's some people that can kind of do that, that seem to be able to make songs that, but I don't know how it's that, I, I don't know how they can do it, you know what I mean? But I think that would be a big gamble. It's like Neil Young was saying about I would rather die once, you know what I mean? And I think just like that. Die once, make what you want to make, and just that's your actual death, that's it. If you don't write for your heart, and it, and then people don't connect with it, then you're gonna die twice, yeah? and that's worse. You know what I mean? Mm. You get a death sell it, like just no, no making something through the heart. And
2: you've got the second death, which is nobody actually connecting with it, anyhow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once. I, I think it comes back again to that thing you're saying before about, you know, when you're talking about sitting in the, the conference call with the, you know, marketing executives and having that ability to defend your vision. You know what I mean? Like I think why an artist would go through the process of that in the first instance with an album and then ditch it to kind of almost write to a brief for the pigeonhole they've been put in. Seems like a really weird concept to me in general. So I'm glad that that's something that you, you know, you feel like you're in a much more organic and sort of natural place with it. I think
1: that they never, that, that was the one thing, they never was that much a nut job at that point. That they didn't, have did they didn't, that they didn't expectations on me actually kind of doing anything that they thought was the way that they wanted me to do it. didn't the expectations of that they knew I was fucking mental and that was it so it was cool we'd already built up that understanding at that point (laughs)
0: enough. (laughs) do you feel like there was a difference in because like Mark was saying earlier on and we didn't touch on it really like but there was a whole lot of like there was so much hype at the time when you guys first came out Mm. and rightfully so because I think people could hear that there was something brilliant Um, but do you feel like that there was a difference second time around when the second album came that you didn't have like that sort of momentum pushing you behind you where you had all this sort of hype and stuff, is that something Aye, you felt? Happy, or?
1: Happy. There was a few things that happened within the making of the album that was like, for the business point of view, it was just a bit like, you know, like uh, people that were mixing it and all that, that was like just never really looked at, you know what I mean? Um, to got a long story short, um, when I wrote some of the songs in Santa Monica. We were meant to be recording that in LA, but but the person we were going to be working with was um, when we sent him the songs, he hadn't he hadn't really been listening to the songs in preparation for us. Then got to record them, mm-hmm. and um, and it's like a lot of these guys they've they've got like a, a backlog of things that they're trying to finish. And when we were doing the first album, I think that we had to wait for like two days before we started because I think Weezer or something, he was like finishing the mix because it's like, everything's like needing done the doing and it's like, uh, things building up. So, so it's easier kind of just to say, maybe if you just write more songs kind of thing, then later on we'll be ready to record. And, and I'd heard that happening with so many bands that I'm, I was with people that have worked with the same people that this is what they told them as well so by this point I was just like okay well we'll just work with somebody else because when these songs people like these songs that's that's more why I'm doing it I, I, I'm doing it because I want to record these songs that I've written it's simple as that
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's more that I'll, uh, these songs that I wrote, I want to record them. That's it. I'm no yep. If you want to think about it from a boy's point of view on that, that's cool. It's all right. But so we'll just walk with somebody else. Then it was. Oh no! Actually, um, the songs are. I, I, Maybe I should have went into more detail about the songs. I think it couldn't could work or whatever. But at that point, I was already—I was gone. You know what I mean? It was like I'm wanting to work with somebody else at this point because I don't—I yeah. need to feel that. I, I can't feel like, it. Oh well, if the job's not there for you now, then you're gonna like uh, want to go back home what you were saying before because you might no fuck that. It's like I need a certain sort of a like um, relief or a certain kind of like. Uh, like belief behind the thing that we're doing or whatever, and that's cool. We're all good. I still pals, you know, blah blah blah. So then we went and worked in London, went to get the album mixed. So the guy who we left in the beginning to work with somebody else, he was like, "I'll mix it." So I was like, "Don't think that's a good idea." I go to LA and mix it with him because I don't really know how the land lies because it wasn't happy before that that we had. Wanted to work with somebody else. No, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Just go and, go and do it. So I went to LA after London, we flipped. Went to LA, and then it was basically like, you fucked me, I'll fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, it was kind of like that And a mean, way. And people, just people, we're all right. I mean, we've been all right. I, I've of I've never hard feelings about it. That's just the way it was though. And people, people can be sensitive. And I think that I should have dealt with things different. I should have I should have probably been into more detail with him at the time when we were going to work with somebody else as to why and how and I've been a bit more sensitive about it. I think. Part of me is probably just wanting to avoid the the you know, like say a difficult thing, so you just hide away from it. But then so when we go to LA to mix. He's already, he's already been paid half of the fee then then that doesn't work out with him then you need to go and work with somebody else then you're paying thousands again it's a lot of money for the maximum really and then I think by the time we were going to actually be uh, promoting it, I, th- I just don't think there was as much money behind it as what maybe there should have been at the beginning of starting the recording but Great. but that's, that's uh, Who's to say that if you would have had the same thing for the promotion, that that it would have been different? You you don't know. I think that the way to look at it is probably that, you know, you're fortunate that anybody is aware that you've got any songs, any material, because there's been a lot of amazing songs over the years, and you're lucky that you've got anything. You know? End of story. That's that. You're lucky you've got anything. You're lucky that anybody knows one song, never mind. Or why did the second album know the...
0: Aye, absolutely, mate. That's so, like, that's pff, aye, incredibly insightful, man. You've wrote uh, more than a couple of absolute fucking classics. Do you
2: know <laughs> what I mean? I no, mean, like, I don't like that.
0: No,
1: but... I do stop,
0: I do stop, I do like that now. But genuinely, like you're, like you're saying, like, people, maybe, like, that'll be, like, points that come up in conversation when you're doing interviews. People like, why did the second album not turn it and just being, like, what? I'm so privileged to have been where I'm, and you know what I mean? Not twice in your life, professional football player, which is a dream for so many people, and then a fucking rock star, which is, do you know what I mean? Like, Aye, th- man, like, I think that, obviously we're doing like, interviews, we, we need to sort of touch on things like that, but I think the way that you've looked at that, um, maybe things might have turned out better had X, Y, Zed bit it didnae, so whatever. I've had the, the pleasure of, them what I've done is like incredibly mature and like probably why do you know what I mean like you're you're still here and you're still writing and you're still putting music out it. is because you've got that attitude mate. do you know what I mean it's so refreshing to hear that for somebody who in my eyes is to be revealed
2: I think as well when you if you're happy with your output if you're happy with what you're putting <laughs> out into the world then none of the rest of it really matters anyway
1: no a big I mean, part of it, as you're right a big part of it is, I think that I'm normally that burnt out or tired by the end of that I've I, I not really good energy because all the time it's just hard to get to the point where you're happy with and once I'm at that point I'm just stuffed na- I've nothing left which yeah. is probably a good thing so if you just like, knacker yourself out and just tire yourself out what more no now you've no energy left you actually care somebody likes it or not do you know what I mean because you're fucked you know what I mean so maybe that's quite a, a good way to get about it. but uh, but that and it's still the same now it's like a lot of the time, it's like it feels like fuck, man. I thought I would be better at this You know what I mean? But it's still a mystery. But it's that kind of mystery that the songs it keeps it keeps you curious. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But uh, and then there's, there's like fleeting, a fleeting sort of a five percent of the time you feel you feel like you're commanding that enterprise. You know what I mean? And then in L ninety five, you just don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. You know what I mean? So I wish it was a little bit more than five percent. That's
0: it, man. I think the people uh, that tap into that that five percent end up writing one direction songs <laughs> like, the, like you were saying earlier these people that somehow can just churn out hit after hit after hit after hit, after, hit after, and that mm-hmm. i think they tap into that five percent how they do it see if people knew how to do that like they would make a lot of money because this is what everybody's seen into. It? it's like this mm-hmm. flow state and how do you get here and breathing exercises right. and like you're saying immerse yourself in what you're doing and that mm-hmm. magic might happen it might not, right. but just enjoy what you're doing um, and i want I wanted to talk a wee bit about like what's coming up. Um, obviously, you've got an album about to come out, and you've dropped uh, "Keep Me a Space," which um, I listened to when it came out um, on the 14th, and I've been listening to it a few times, and it's a cracking tune, man, an absolute yeah. cracking tune. It sounds like the 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 back to the early stuff type thing, which is amazing yeah. to hear. But what's yeah. the thing with the drummers? Like, is it like? Kurt Cobain like or like spinal tap, what's what's going on with the drummer situation? you've <laughs> like, had like four or five drummers?
1: No no well, this is this is really this feels this like this is, I I guess because when when Yona couldn't make some of the gigs last year, then henry uh, anyway, uh, with a with a drummer that came in and then we had um other times as well last year where it was I think we had two different drummers last year. Um well, Jonas, she's she's from Sweden. She plays like a, a lot of bands over there. So I think that when we are going to be having gigs coming up, then it's quite hard for her to sort of a uh, like you know navigate between playing for the other artists, playing the us. and and it was kind of like it's it's one of the ones where we're just like it's probably quite an unusual situation, where we're just like look. We don't want to hold you back for like all the things that are coming up, and she's just like, I know, but I want like to be there to play some of the gigs and like, But and, like, we want things to work out good for you. Notice for always best for us or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so it's be money ones that's probably quite well. The bands that well, well are totally cool with each other about it. You know what I mean? Right. And well, mm-hmm. we're not just thinking oh, that is just the best thing for us. No matter what's good for you or whatever, um, because even if we're going to like, if we're going to practice, you know, if we're going to get a practice together, it's just quite hard logistically, sort of. a just, and that's what bands kind of. A need to, say. yeah, you know. But yeah. if you want to practice, but is it like, uh, flip, right? Okay, let's get a flights to hotels so not booked and the, take this to play some music out just to. So there's that side of it, I think, and then there's the other side of it. It's like, if she's got to tour booked and we've got one gig in Liverpool, and she's got to tour booked to another band. All right, we'll let the other band down to come play Liverpool. It's just, it's just hard. That's just, really? You know what I mean? I don't really know the other ways around a British kind of thing. And then somebody was else to was they came in and play with us. And then it's like, what they, we do? how do we get with that? Do we say? But you come and play with us, and then, but when you are and I can make it, then you're not playing. Mm-hmm. Aye, nah, it's a tough one, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't know. It's it's hard to, it's hard to work out. Sometimes the best way to get about it. But um, aye. Uh, so so we don't really know how well how we're going to go about it next. You know what I mean? Like um if it was somebody joining a band or if it would be bit more like casual or something, I don't know um, I think it's funny when you just see how it goes, you know what I mean? Sometimes you let somebody else to join and all that but you don't really know if you're going to like, you know what I mean? This sick your face after like two days. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. That man is like a marriage yeah. ethic, man, like being in a band's like a relationship man and, uh, and you can't, can't and just
0: daughter, bend it
2: I'd often of the see band. the reaction to you putting up an advert in some of the guitar shops though, <laughs> you know that? <laughs> you know, when we first started it was like,
1: nobody wanted to be playing the drums in the band, that's the thing, so I um, That'd be different though. I'll just kind of see how it goes, you know what I mean?
0: Need to wait and see, man. So when's the, when's the album due? Um, I think it's like April. So it's April 2021, so you've dropped the aye. first single quite early.
1: Aye, and then I think there's got to be like uh, a few that will be uh, released before it as well. Mm -hmm. So there'll be one uh, in a couple of months, a few months, and then I think each month, maybe leading up. I don't know if I'm going to say that, but anyhow. Well, (laughs)
3: if
1: I need to cut it out, uh, out, you can let me know. Just do one of the overdubs, man. Just do overdub something different, like bad comes (laughs) maybe. You know what I'm
2: saying
1: it, <laughs> and
0: just you <be> over the bar, but I'll give you free rein, mate. Just <laughs> any one, want you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's in, you've said it now, mate, I've got it now. But um, well, listen, mate, it's been incredible to talk to you,
1: This is the best podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> oh,
3: <that's
1: horrible>. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, And you're amazing. Uh, I feel, so uh, feel, feel, feel free feel to overdub that on me. No, that no, yeah. been uh, no by the has been amazing. Uh, do you know, I've not seen any other podcasts you've done. I've never I'm kidding, I feel like this ever, with the with the questions that we've been asked, uh, about I've been asked. And um but I hope it's been alright for you since No, you I mean, it it's like different. It's like uh you can tell that he's a really really serious about what you there and really this, this doesn't just feel like sort of a pass the time it's like it really means something to you you can tell
2: oh you know, cheers mate so, so, a, so, thanks, i appreciate the comment man thanks for having us you know no no thanks,
0: I'm not thanks, what I'm thanks about. for making
2: the time for us it's been dynamite
0: i man, like honestly yeah. like talking to somebody like yourself that's had the experiences and came for the east end and listen man it's been incredible to talk to you thanks for the opportunity to interview you um like, you're such a down earth yeah. guy for a guy that's had so much success in his career. I know that you're just like, aye, whatever, but... No, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just trying. It's just nice a I
2: deal. Mean. And best of luck with the album, man. We'll be keeping an eye aye. on it.
1: Thanks a lot.
3: set to fade you call upon